Good afternoon and welcome back to the shop, to the social hub of positivity. And here, just very quickly, I want to just point out this lovely piece of art by Harriet Wyatt, in case you forget to say it. Beautiful art, check it out online, check it out anytime you want to. But as importantly, we have the very wonderful Joe Kitchley. I keep getting this wrong. The reason I get it wrong is because I'm an idiot. I want to point that out right away. Joe, I've been fortunate enough to meet Joe, and because Joe, who's going to tell you all about stuff in a minute, is now the new head honcho at the wonderful Doorway organisation. Joe, how are you? I'm very well, thank you very much. Thank you for coming out on such a cold day. It's a pleasure. You are very kind. Could you, how would, you, would you like to tell us, in any order you like, um, how long you've been at Doorway, what were you doing before, and what are the new plans for Doorway? That's a, a menu. Pick and choose. Wow. So pick and mix. <clears throat> okay. Pick and mix menu, people. What are you saying, Joe? Right. Um, I took over from the amazing Lisa Lewis back in... Lisa Lewis, love the woman. June 2019. And there were big boots to fill. Yeah. So um, I've been here for just probably just over 18 months now and love it. Um, it's the most rewarding job I have ever done in my life. And the reason that I got to know about Doorway in the first place is that because in my previous life <clears throat> I used to help people, wealthy people, find houses. Um, and there seemed to be an imbalance there. I was only dealing with property, accommodation for very wealthy people and I wanted to give something back <clears throat> to people that had nothing. So I started volunteering for Doorway um, a day a week. Roughly, and then I became a trustee there. And then, um, when the time came and Lisa gave her notice in, I thought, well, perhaps I'll just sit in the chair for a bit just to smooth the transition between mm. one and the other. Um, and then, after a couple of months doing that, so I thought, oh, I need to do this. This is what I'm made to do, and I wow. love it. So that's why I'm still here. Um, <clears throat> but obviously, the first year was a bit bit of a roller coaster, just got my feet under the table, just started to make big plans and then Corona turned up, mm -hmm. which meant that um, the world turned upside down, everything that we expected to do on a daily basis stopped, um, but Doorway made a very clear decision very early on to not stop, so we've kept going, we've stayed open throughout all the lockdowns yeah. um, from March the 20th, I think the 21st last year. We've kept going, um, but in a kind of minimal um, needs-based way. So yeah. we're, normally we have a room full of people, a bit like this, with about 30 to 40 people in it, all doing what they need to do, having good food, playing games, getting some advice. We can't do that, but we can do all the advice, all the food, um, all the reassurance at the door. And then we open up still to rough sleepers. So we still have people coming in, but they're people who really need to come in. So people have been sleeping out. Who what? are still, there are still people what? sleeping out even in this freezing weather. And uh, you know, on a personal level, we've been <coughs> dealing with a, a, a young person, not young anymore, a person that used to come to Kandu back in the day and uh, has been homeless recently and um, was living in a, sleeping in a tent during. The first, yeah, did you in the first lockdown? Sleeping in a tent just outside, outside Chippenham. Right. Not on a campsite, you probably. No. Yeah. Well, it, interestingly, it, it, if they are sleeping in a campsite, they don't count as homeless. 
Well, don't worry about him because he wasn't in the campsite, but he has recently been housed. Good, that's good news. It's fantastic news because just like yourself, I'm sure many people would consider this, but when you see someone on the street, and you know, we, we've talked before about Candle Arts have done uh, working alongside brilliant organisations like yourself up and down the country, and some of the feedback we've got from participants is the sense of feeling invisible. Mm. So. Um, there are enough people that are visible in Chippenham that are quite obviously in need of some support in whatever way and it's fantastic. We're very fortunate that we've got people like yourselves doing that because when we wanted to do that homeless project in the year 2000, anywhere and everywhere we looked for funding, no one was interested. Yeah, there's been a, a major change in thinking about homelessness recently uh, from the government down, uh, and there's there's more um, there's more funding available for it now, definitely. Um, mm. But also, there's a better awareness that the problem exists. Well, reason why we did, in fact, Melanie C first supported our organisation. We were friends previous to that, but she supported us. Give the 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 and a few other things. She raised money in different ways, but the royalties from a single from her first Northern Star, uh, we should play this. We, I'm, I'm going to play this on this podcast. So that visually, yeah, yeah, just the song that she did, it's amazing. And her and Brian Adams gave us the royalties from the acoustic version, which enabled us to do homeless projects, you know, not even, uh, we were in those places, Swansea, Bristol, um, did a big thing in London. It was, it was sad enough, and it, even then, 2000, has it, it's got worse, hasn't it? Hasn't, hasn't the problem exacerbated? Um, it has got worse in some ways, yes, because there, there are far fewer um, affordable houses, flats available now than there ever have been. Um, so there is a huge number of people who are homeless, but because they're not actually rough sleeping, you don't see them. Yeah. So um, there's, a, there's a much wider, bigger group of people who are actually homeless than we still appreciate, and these are people who are sofa surfing. Yes. Um, the issue of rough sleeping, and we must separate those two because they're quite different things. Yeah. Rough sleepers are much more visible, and that's why they've got the attention at the moment, because people in communities don't like to see it. It makes them feel guilty, and they don't like the mess. So that's um, my view is that's why we're suddenly starting to do something about this because it looks really bad for communities and the government that it's happening, um, which is why there were uh, various policies popping up every now and then. Um, and one is in place at the, at the moment, which is the severe weather emergency provision yeah. or protocol, can never get it right. Yeah. Um, and that means that every single person who is rough sleeping on any night should be invited inside, whether that's in a bed and breakfast, a hotel, wow, a yeah, Who do we invite them in? The, um, they can be referred yeah. by various charities, or if you see somebody who's rough sleeping, you can get in touch with homeless, uh, sorry, with Streetlink, and uh, report that person, and that information reaches the council, and they send their outreach team to go and get them in, basically. Yeah. However, it's not that straightforward because um, there are people who are rough sleeping that the council have experience of and know mm. who they will not bring in um, because 
there are, there are issues with uh, homelessness status. That's as much as I'll say now because it gets too boring and complicated. But <clears throat> there is more being done, but it's not being done well enough yet. So that's interesting. So, so there's a so the fact by the very fact that they haven't got any shelter at all and haven't got home isn't enough. To no, it's not enough. Well, now isn't that an interesting society that we? we yeah. So if they part. have their name on a tenancy yeah. anywhere yeah. or uh, on a mortgage deed, yeah. um, they are they are, they are considered to have been um, made them to have made themselves sorry deliberately homeless. And if you make yourself deliberately homeless, as in you have somewhere to go but you can't go there, mm. you're not qualified for you don't qualify for help. So wow. yeah, those are the people that we're seeing more of. So yeah. it's people who have relationship breakdowns. Mental health, massive problem at the moment. Yeah. Um, and people yeah. turn up to us, and, and they're, they're not like people that we've seen in the past. The people who are um, appear to be um, running a good life, yeah. um, but can't go home. Yeah. So what do they do if they have no money or no access to any money? What do they do? And the answer is, you have to sleep in a car, or go and find a bush, yeah. or yeah. go to the church. I, I mean, we've, we, I mean, again, um, we've in the ways that we can over the years. The most regular thing we've done with Good Sons is of course the football, football, which we haven't been able to do for the first time in seven or eight years. Mm. But to say that it's uh, part of the highlight of our year, um, love obviously your organisation, Kev and everyone that's involved with it, and all the participants, there's an, it, there's an ongoing camaraderie stroke I was going to say grudge, it's not a grudge, but it is absolutely a joy to have that, to, to play, to, to be part of the inclusion project, which of course involves the um, Harbour project, which is the refugee project in Swindon, and with the police and all the different organisations coming together, it's, even if you don't like football, and I think there's plenty of people uh, that don't like football, I'm sure, but... It's not really what it's yeah, about. No, it's, it's a great thing. We, that's a big feature of our calendar. We love that. Um, and we, we do a football group every Monday, as you yeah. know, where we get the team from. Yeah. Um, and that's been stop, start, stop, start, all the way through. Um, but when it's there, they love it. It's the best yeah. thing. It's what they really need. It gives them a sense of cohesion, um, sense of purpose, a bit of uh, exercise, you know, gets the cheeks yeah. red. It's great. Yeah, um, yeah. That kind of... You things. do other things there, don't you? You do a yeah. lot of other things. So we tell do. us a bit about that. So the football thing um, is so successful for us. And we also run a, a women's group, which is um, basically a safe space for the, some of the female members that come to doorways some of our guests who feel safer in a female-only environment. Yeah. Yeah. So they get to do um, small group work, um, which includes all sorts of creative stuff like cooking and art, <clears throat> knitting, walking, they go visiting, they, they go to Western Bridge every year, they do a scarecrow for the King Tulangi scarecrow competition every year, they won a prize last year. So we are finding that that smaller um, group work works really well. So when we move premises, which we're about to do some, at some point in the spring, um, we're going to focus a little bit more on that kind of thing, so we'll be doing a bit more music hopefully, yeah. um, a little bit more art. Um, in mixed groups but smaller groups yeah. and that's where the issues come out so it's that very small safe space where people start talking about drawing and then finish talking about something that happened with their benefits yeah. last week and that's how we get those problems yeah. out yeah. by giving them the, the kind of relaxed atmosphere yeah. 
um, and by building up the trust. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so we're, we're going to be doing um, <clears throat> hopefully many more things with many more people. So we'd love to do more stuff with you um, where it makes sense to do that. Yeah. Um, we also will have a, a bigger space that we can offer to other groups. Yeah, talk about space, stuff. that's really exciting. Really exciting. Yeah, we haven't signed the lease yet, so um, we're just... You don't have to say anything about it, but you can, <laughs> we can put this as an add-on to this. Uh, no, it's pretty, we're pretty sure we're going to do it. We've yeah. agreed terms, we just haven't yeah. signed the lease, so we will do. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that's a, it's a town centre location, it's the Citadel, which is... The, and visual, visible as well. Yeah, it? right in the middle of the town. Yeah. And that is really good for Doorway, because it breaks down that barrier. It makes us be a bit brave, so... It's much easier for us to kind of step back, do our thing quietly in the background. Actually, the people that we work with, our guests, are just like everybody else in Chippenham. So it's much better if we're able to say, this is what we're doing, yeah. and have a look, you know. Yeah. These are the people that we see. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that will enable, so if we can start to do some group work, which mirrors what goes on in the rest of Wiltshire, yeah. It's a kind of conduit. It's a, it's a way of encouraging people to go and join a dance group in yeah. another place yes. that isn't kind of coddled like Doorway is. So it's giving people the confidence to live the life that they want to live yeah. um, by giving them those small steps. Um, so yeah, the, the venue change is going to be amazing. So at the moment we're two days a week um, and we have had lots of feedback about Doorway only being open two days a week. So ha! We're here. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be here for five days. Five days. So those rough sleepers, those people who are um, finding themselves out with nothing, will always have somewhere to go. So watch this space. Oh, In the next 12 months, we'll be here five days a week. Yeah. Five days. Yeah, That's perfect. But, yeah, in a managed way. We'll, we're not going to run before we can walk. No, of course. We just need to make sure we do things properly. What about employment and training? What's, what's the sort of...? Well, we refer people normally um, to a, a local um, organisation called GoTrain um, and they do um, pre-employment training for people who've been out of work for a while yeah. and for needs. Um, <clears throat> not in education or employment or training. Mm -hmm. um, and that's As opposed to very tired people that turn up on time and say, <laughs> I don't know, you've got anything for me? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so, we probably will want to be doing a little bit more of that. We do have a writing group at the moment and we have an amazing um, couple of poets actually in our Ooh. guest group Ooh. who just keep producing these incredible Do you know that we do our open mic online yeah. every week? It's online, yes. Yeah. So what I'm thinking yeah. is we have poetry on that. You, you don't know, it can be anonymous, you just record it and send it to our whatever. Okay, yeah, and it yeah. can either have yes. uh, a name, author, it can be visual, it can be, it should, check mm. them out. This, yeah, I don't do that. Think tonight, because it's a Wednesday, I don't know when the show's going out, but the, 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 tonight will be our 46th. So we've done it from the first week of lockdown right way through. Well, yeah, because again, I think we've talked before about the need to be adaptable in every situation. That goes right across the board with our young people that we work with, with our senior citizens that we work with. A lot of people don't know that Candy Arts works right across the community. Mm. So in each of those areas, there will be aspects of, of uh, 
particularly in this pandemic, that people are completely not, uh, as you said before, upside down with schooling, education. Yeah. One thing that's even things out in a way, I think, is mental health. Yeah. Because, let's face it, if you didn't have mental health problems before, and a lot of people did, and that was a rising thing, yeah. definitely going to have it now. So you don't before, it, it, you'll have it. If you did have it before, it's compounded. Do you have a specific mental health intervention with Doorway, or are you, uh, you know, are there volunteers that are, are failing it? Yep, we are, we recently, all the staff recently um, became mental health first aiders. So wow, that's great. Yeah, that's that was um, amazing, and it's really important for us to do that. Yeah. Um, all the volunteers get training in mental health awareness, and some of them have individually in other places got a first aid, mental yeah. health first aid qualification. Um, we have a counsellor who is available to our guests who need kind of immediate um, 30 minutes or an hour with, with our counsellor. Um, we want to expand on that because that's the thing that um, you can really see that there's a gap in provision um, and even where the provision is good you have to wait you have to wait yeah. at least six weeks sometimes yeah. a lot longer I, I was going to say if you're lucky anything. if you're lucky yeah. at six weeks because we have an ever rising as you have amount of people coming to us now mm. with um, either previous mental health situations that have been exacerbated by the situation or a whole new set of yeah. Bizarrely, the, the, the young people predominantly that were with us before the pandemic, because we built that the relationships we built are really thriving. They've got quite like because yes. most people think that, and they're right that young people that go through normal school scenario have had their lives turned upside down and they're struggling, and they are. I mean, it wasn't enough Wi-Fi, wasn't enough laptops, it wasn't enough of anything, but. And their life's been doing upside down. Because we're key workers and our young people can either come in if they want to, or we have already set up systems so that they're, they're in touch with us all the time, and we have a council, etc., etc., we are able to continue that. But the new, mm. um, what do we call the new, you know, I'm going to say the new in, intake, but it's not, just because it's ever-rising. Yeah, there's, there's a tsunami of people. experienced it before, yeah, and we've seen um, through the lockdowns actually much more severe episodes of um, mental illness, so yeah. we've, we've had to twice call 999 for somebody um, because they've been in, in um, psychosis and that is potentially dangerous for oh, yeah, themselves yeah. and anybody around them. Yeah. Um, and we do, I've never done that since, um, we've done three 999s since the pandemic started and before that I think we may have done one in three years. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, it's, it's much more serious than it was. Um, but one of the challenges that, that people who come to us have is they don't have access to the digital world that everybody else does. Yeah. They don't have smartphones, they don't have Wi-Fi because they don't have anywhere. Yeah. Um, they're often uh, vulnerable people, so may um, lose or have their any equipment that they are given stolen from them, um, and that's one of our biggest challenges actually um, going on. Is how do we make sure that people are not um, left out 
because there is so much that you can access online mm. and they don't even have access to that. Absolutely. So it's been one of the bonuses of the pandemic that all this stuff's popped up online. Yeah. It's still not accessible though to certain groups of society. Yeah. yeah. Um, and um, it's a conundrum, it's a really difficult problem, that one, because if they don't have the kit, they don't have the kit, but is there a way that we can um, somehow improve access to another kind of kit, which means they don't have to own an iPad yeah. or a smartphone? Yeah. <clears throat> but it's, it's a big question, and it, we need to work with somebody um, who just thinks about that stuff, because yeah. we can't come up with the solution. We know that what the problem is, we need to find the people that can give us the solution. And they could be out there, they could be a local business or a national business yeah. or an international business yes. that would like to help this wonderful woman with this particular challenge. Yeah. So new place, new vision, lots of new uh, opportunities. Have you heard of Avon Needs Trees? I have. Right. You see that we've put some of their stuff in the window. Yes, I saw that. I can't think that they couldn't, well I can't think, I can't, as you can tell, I can't think, I shouldn't think, I shouldn't be allowed out of my house. Um, Maybe there should be a link, you can make a link with those good people, wouldn't yeah. you? Uh, I, we've just started to, and I'm really excited, we're going to have a few people on, uh, on this very podcast to talk more about that. But I, that whole contact with nature yeah. and not necessarily grow, although they are growing trees and, and, and creating community forests and such, and doing um, forest schools, which are really interesting. It's really good for mental health, isn't it? Exactly. It's a really good thing yeah. for, for anybody at all, so why wouldn't it be yeah. for, for uh, your clients? Yeah. Um, that's worthy of, a, of an exploration. Do you know the people there? Uh, don't think so. Right. Well, all the, all the details are in that thing, but I'm sure we can, we'll get them to anyway, but I'm, I'm going to go across there. We're going to do some filming and what have you of the place because I'm really inspired and impressed by it and obviously we'll yeah. bring our young people there and part of the cultural exchange thing we're doing, we already had come up with the idea, we need to do a carton, um, what's it called? Offsetting. Offsetting, yeah. So it was going to be a local project here, one in Croatia, one in Ireland, so they're all going to be different be. ones. Yeah. Great idea. Yeah, yeah. So they, they get to compare and contrast the biodiversity, river, water, sea, air, flower, flower. <laughs> I'm looking at myself now, I sound like David Attenborough when he was younger and he was in a club. I don't know where he was. So I didn't speak like that, you can speak like that. What's the matter with you? You do what he wants, David Attenborough, he's a legend. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Um, so, nature, trees. Yeah. If, if you had, so I ask a lot of people, what's the first thing they're going to do? Lots of people ask this, what's gonna, the first thing they're going to do when the pandemic finishes? Um, what's your. We're going to go camping. Fantastic. Yes, because my, one of my big brothers, um, owns a wood, actually. You're kidding. No. And, well, um, I'm not telling you. It's in Hampshire. Uh, Hampshire? Oh, that's miles away. People that listen to this in Hampshire. Well, he lives, we, we're, there are lots of us in all yeah. over the country. So right. he's got this little wood, um, which actually is a memorial to my parents who both oh. died. And then oh. he brought that to remember them. So we go there oh. to that's remember mum and dad. Um, but we go there to camp. Uh, yeah. Every now and then, anyway, and yeah. we've, we've been wanting to go camping for ages, but I mean, I don't. So that's what we're going to do first. That's fantastic. We did actually buy lots of camping equipment for our young people because we had planned to do as part of our. We're doing a film, a film up in Northumberland, 
which we've done a sort of preview of, and we were going back to film and having some of our young people here camping, visiting Scotland, visiting all the Northumberland coast and everything else, and being in the film. So basically, we've got loads of camping equipment. <laughs> we haven't gone. We couldn't have. We haven't been able to go anywhere. So if we want to borrow any, any nice new, brand new camping equipment, we've got. So hopefully, we'll be able to go there soon. Um, with regard to your clients, your guests, if there were people out there that wanted to get involved, wanted to offer services, is that a thing? How could they get in contact? Yes. Uh, that's always the thing. Yeah, we have a lot of volunteers on our books. We've got about 50 who do a mixture of the drop-ins or the cooking. Um, we've got a couple of IT volunteers. Um, the amazing Mary Cornby. We have the amazing Mary Cornby. Um, yeah, she's going to go on the show soon. Master of all trades. Well, she is. What a fantastic artist. Yes. Do you know? Do you know this? This, this is the, the, the this, this exhibition here is for the refugee project. The, one of the bits that's missing is, is Mary Cornby's because when we did the exhibition in London and Mel C came to sing, she looked at it and said, this is amazing, it's amazing, and then saw Mary Cornby and said, hey, that's beautiful, that's great, isn't it? So Mary, God bless her, gave it uh, at the uh, 20th anniversary being presented it to Mel C. So I can't show people what that is, but she's got amazing stuff. So you've got people like that. You've got some really yes. gifted people yeah, working have, on this yeah. side. Yes, and Mary's volunteered for us for a long time. Yeah. Um, and we have a lot of volunteers who've been with us for years, which is brilliant because it means that we have the commitment and the continuity of people that we know really well and they know Doorway really well. Um, so even if I fell off this perch today, doorway would be fine because it's managed and run basically by the volunteers and they're fantastic. So we're always looking for more people um, because people's circumstances change and yeah. they have to go and do other things and they just look after family. <clears throat> um, so you have to find, find us through on the website probably, it's the best place to start. Um, otherwise, um, we're really looking for cash. I hate saying that because it's not what people like to give, but it's what we really need. Mm -hmm. um, and often the best way to do that is um, to, if you're doing a fundraising event, that's amazing for us because we've really missed out on that this year. Um, <clears throat> we'll, uh, we love vouchers, so we buy lots of tents from Argos. So Argos vouchers, Sainsbury's vouchers. Morrison's vouchers, anything like that, where we can buy what we need at the time. Yeah. Um, we have recently had a bit of an issue with storage. I don't know if you've looked recently at our Facebook page, but there's a very interesting post on there that um, one of our staff put up. Um, and we were we talked about it before she put it up, and we were just being inundated, like the other charity shops actually, with stuff that people were offloading. <clears throat> so whenever anybody wants to help a charity, just think. What do they actually need? Yes, um, uh, that's a very good point, isn't it? Yeah, it's a really difficult thing to yeah. talk about, but yeah. it has to be said. Yeah. Otherwise, it, it creates work. Yeah, well, it is, and, and it does nowhere near the good that was intended, yeah. and creates a logistic problem that actually you're not geared up to do. You're geared up with yeah. a much more, exactly. if you don't mind me saying, yes. much more urgent yeah. case of actually yeah. feeding, clothing, and sheltering people. Absolutely. So, I get it. A lot of people, particularly, there's a little visitor there we have from the nature reserve down the road, or is it flea from the red hot chili peppers? I met him. 
Did you? Mm. Oh, let's talk about that. I had chili peppers. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I still made up chili peppers with Melanie C. I went well, there as good as at Reading Festival. They were oh, awful. I love them. They, they were awful. Reading Festival. Were they? Oh, yeah. we were, they were amazing. Oh, they've got to be amazing sometimes. I'm just being honest. On that yeah. day, they were kind of not My on. My husband's aunt is fleeing is, from Red Hot no, Chili Peppers. Worked for the music publishers that, um, their music publishers basically, and she yeah. was good friends with the uh, Flea's brother, no, Chad's brother. Right. So, I mean, they are fun, don't get me wrong, they the are most, fantastic. They were, they were amazing. Yeah, we but we got super, super yeah. passes to go yeah. and see them wow. in Ells Court. We got fantastic. beyond. The VIP pass. You were actually in the yeah. band. Even there. In the band. Yeah. Playing. Yes, that is. You know, this is filmed as well. Sorry. We don't be sorry to me. I'm not the person that's right. We were, yeah, sharing their turkey. Um, I love their music, don't get me wrong. I just, it just, and I sound like I'm a terrible person, but it was the same time that we, she got me to go and see in the same festival. Biffy Clyro, never heard of them, amazing, blew my mind. But I was so looking forward, I think that's partly it, and I think they were doing Reading and Leeds at the same time. Not the same time, but the night after. Yeah. And they'd done Leeds the night before. Oh, and they were tired, yeah. And they just got, ah, they went, they were, it's a hard one when you see a, a band criticising their crowd. Oh, no. Yeah, and I was like, mate, listen, I know that in some time soon I'm going to meet a wonderful woman from Doorway who's going to really... Tell me how lovely you've been, but at this point in my time, I just want to say, I'm disappointed with you, Flea, and your lads. They are good, babe. Oh, that's good, babe. Mm. That was a great, that was, that was an amazing experience for us, yeah. We were there so long, we actually got locked in to uh, that was called, yeah. Oh, it was really? a hell of a night, yeah. Wow. When was that? 2006. Wow. I'm going to have to have a private conversation about this. This is amazing. Sorry about that. Right, quick one. You used to work in... As you said, in property, right? I've always had this this thought because um, I'm, you know, homelessness. And it's interesting because not only she released that single, she wrote the single back with me because she travels around the world. And she's just homeless, homeless people everywhere. No matter where they went, bicycles went here, there, and everywhere. There was always homeless, homeless people. Uh, not in the VIP, not in the gigs, bizarrely, as you can imagine. But so she wrote the song, and, she, and, and, and in England we got the and we did this the homeless project. And I was always thinking that if, if we had a rule in this country that you couldn't have two houses until everyone had one, what would you think about that? Imagine that, it's a rule, a law, a thing. Can't yeah, have two houses, don't worry about it, you only need one. Yeah, that's a nice ambition. I commend that as an ambition. Thank you, mm. thank you. But what do you think? Do you think, right, if, if, see, see, I have this other, 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 I think... Other ways of doing that. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Tell me, because so I want to learn, but I want to learn. You could say that um, you could massively increase the tax on second homes, and yeah. then do, do a bit of, um, there's this particular word for it, where you use the money raised from something yeah. in a certain way. Yeah. I can't remember the word for it. And you could allocate that budget to building Only. really good quality. Right. Properly, actually affordable social housing. Right. Okay. So that I would like encourage it. people yeah. to buy second homes because they would be helping yeah. build. Okay, my, mine's slightly. Mine goes like this. Oh God, I wish everyone had a house so I can have a second home, make some money out of there, and then you go, woo, 
Can we just vote that everyone's going to have ass? Yeah? How many people have got in this country? Boom, right, okay. So imagine that. We do either you're, you're one or mine. How about this one? This will get you, because this will be interesting. I think, right, we've had a laugh. Royalty. Had a laugh. It's been great crack. Don't get me wrong. We all like a good party, particularly in the streets, with the streets playing. What about the palaces, which is fundamentally owned by the people, yeah, are just sort of museums, right? And rich people could maybe put their names under the paintings, like, see, if you had a Harriet Wyatt painting and it was in the Queen's whatever collection, which couldn't be her collection, because, let's face it, it's the, it's the English people who have tax money. And you were to shake my booty, right, and you wanted to buy that, but you couldn't buy it because it have to stay in the palace, but you got to come to say, look at me, my name is here, I've done that. But all the people that lived in England, or, well, it's still the United Kingdom, could come because you've got a passport and you live in, and it's cheaper. But if you're, a, if you're a tourist, you have to pay quite a lot. And if you really, really wanted to spend a lot of money, you could pay to sleep in what was the Queen's bedroom, yeah? What was Prince Philip's, don't know what he does in his place, but imagine it's a bedroom as well, quite a big one. Do you see what I'm saying? So they would be retired, gently, into... Um, some of the gatehouses on the estates, right? But people would come and visit. The money, right? The money that's going from from the entrance fees, keeping the upkeep instead of it being tax money, and the excess social housing. Woohoo! What do you think? Anything that raises money for social housing I love you, is Joe. good. That's a good one. Yeah, I'm not going to comment on the earlier. No, you don't have to. You don't have to because it's a natural conclusion. Yeah. Any enlightened country, yeah, think about it, they get to that thing, they go, one second, what are we doing? Why Why are we doing this? Why have we got people, got these small families living in big palaces and we've got homeless people? Homeless people, palaces. Take your pick, people, what do you want? People of palaces. People of palaces. You've got two choices here. You've got to go for people. Yeah. Any second I spend with you, because a second spent in the, in, the, in the company of wonderment, we've gone from homelessness, which is the, one of the crux, besides climate change and all the environmental things, of course, homelessness. It is so, it's, that it goes on. It's that it goes on. And people could say to me, oh, what have you done about that? Well, unfortunately, I actually have done quite a bit in my time to, not enough, of course, we could all do more. Um, well, we all just need to work together, really. It's all about um, uh, yeah. integrating and um, communicating to people. We yeah. mustn't get into our little caves and stay there. Absolutely. We have yeah. to get out there and talk yeah. about it and share things, introduce people to people. Yeah. Um, and support people that need support. Right. I'm going to leave it there because, listen, this lady said that and I, I know nothing compared to her. I'm looking forward to doing many, many more things with us as organisations. Of course, getting back to the football as one of the things. We have to have, generally speaking, we have had years where we've had female teams up there. We've talked about having a female team that came back in the day from Dorian. We really want a next team. Just have it. Let's not quite. I know the FA thing, I know. But we have to find a way as individuals, okay, where we can do something like that. Cause Likewise, it can do. We have female members of staff who are fantastic at many more things than I'll ever be good at, trust me. And some of that sport, they always laugh, I love it, they are so, they're Amazonian, and, and they look nothing like that. They just commit themselves to doing all manner of crazy things, 
for the benefit of our participants. So that does unfortunately or unfortunately end up getting a ball kicked in your face because you know it happens regularly. I mean it happens to me just when I'm sitting in the front room because they're just like hurting me because I deserve it and they can't miss this space. How dare you, Rebecca? I resemble that remark. But more activities that involve females, sporting ones, don't care what the sport is, but you're saying the mixed team, I think we should we should find a way to do that. Yeah. We might have to sign off a disclaimer, none of us can ever... Oh, I think you can do it, but just not under the FA rules. No, but our tournament is obviously with the rules yeah. and it's got the FA, but we can do a... How about this? How about this then? Just for the football one, why don't we have a, a, a standalone tournament which is just female? No, no, but you don't have to. As I'm saying, they don't have to be your team against our team. However many people are there, okay, yeah. to have the, you know, that we, we, we're, we're fortunate, aren't we, man? We get to use Sandland Park. It's a fantastic facility. But only one year have we had loads of females. There's loads of female football teams around, don't get me wrong. But I'm talking about our yeah. collective tournament. It's like, okay, how many is there? What are we going to do? We we'll stop them playing because there's only nine of them. No, no, no. Whatever it is, they get a day to do that as well, and we treat okay, it the same. So we can we can develop that at yeah, least. Anything else? Any any wishes and wonders? Yes, money. We're trying to collectively do stuff that we can help raise um, money and awareness. And I love the idea that you're going to be really visual yeah. in Chippenham. Yes, with the proviso that we will protect people that yeah. need protecting. Yeah. We're not going to be open. No, but you know what I mean. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah, I think the idea of it being, and it's beautiful where you are, no doubt, and, and it's great the Salvation Army exists, but in it, and if you have that, that's fantastic. What I'm talking about is, it's such a basic human right. The idea, maybe the reason why we don't do more about it is because it's been deliberately hidden away. Now, I'm not accusing any governments or people or anyone of doing that, it just happens to be what it is. I think there is an element of truth in that. Well, I try my hardest to brush up against truth every now and again. I think it does me and a few people I know a lot of interesting favours. Without being, yeah, so I get you, without you it being open, open, an open house, it will be more... Yeah, and the other thing that I would ask other people to do for us, on behalf of us, is talk to people on the street. Yeah. So if you see somebody who's lying in a doorway or yeah. even just sitting in a doorway, yeah. just say hello. Yeah. Are you okay? Yeah. Absolutely. It's just one of the things invisible. Exactly that. Eye contact in a way that you would I mean that's the thing I really picked up up and down the country was it's like we're invisible. So I have, I mean that was the year two thousand, so well yeah, twenty one years ago. It was it never left me. But when you hear someone saying, if people just even looked at us yeah. and said, and of course, that's got to be the cheapest thing we can do. If you haven't got any money, and that often happens. If you haven't got any money, if you haven't got any, anything other than uh, uh, eye contact and a, a bit of humanity, yeah. are you connected at all to, is there any, any part of what you do connected to the um, big issue? No. No. I don't know if you can, I haven't looked into it um, in that much detail, but I think the big issue is pretty much standalone organisation where yeah. they um, allow their sellers who are previously 
homeless yeah. uh, to make a living, yeah. is, as a step up into other work. Yeah, is, it, is there a way that we can develop something similar for Doorway in Chippenham? There are probably some things that we could do. We need to look at um, offering more opportunities to people that need work experience. Yeah, mm. so yes, that's the answer. So work experience, you know these wonderful stools that we're sitting on? They are from Wiltshire Wood Recycling. Now eventually, and me and Louis are agreed on this, they should be toasters, you not think? Mm. Uh, up to the point before lockdown, yeah. Wonderful people at Wiltshire Wood Recycling. We've got the load of things, the Christmas trees in the window. This, oh, you've got to go out there. It's amazing. The Is stuff it? that, yeah. Oh, well, I've been there actually. Yeah, yeah. And they've got some really yeah. old oak. It's amazing. They've got some huge ones of these as well. Absolutely. So we, were, we donated these and we said, oh, we've got the young people to upholster them. And in case anyone thinks that we've got some sort of slave labour, children exploitation thing, we do do chimneys. Um, or they do. I don't know. I just say, go, all right then, Dodger. Um, we made, they, our young people, made these stools. Stuff like that, not this particularly, but I'm saying um, the work experience, the idea that there's, like, over these trees, it, it's a practical but enlightening and, 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 and enlivening activity, yes, for the environment, yes, for the individuals, etc., and the community. So organisations that might do we used to work with Green Square back in the day doing a, a project called Whatever, which was, which was preparing young people who would need, uh, not in education, employment and training, just for the people that are thinking about doing it at the time, right back now, um, to get into employment. And then also a project called What Now, which was for people that had been out of work for many whatever. And just getting something practical that you can do on a regular basis that will allow you to get back into the motion of, of preparing for... Yeah. There's going to be thousands upon hundreds of thousands of people unemployed now. Yeah. So how people see their value, and this is a worry and a fear for, for lots of people, that somehow, because their jobs... Look at us there in this retail sector, you know, Dorothy Perkins has just been bought by whatever, somebody or ever bought it. ASOS. ASOS. Mm. Will it be... Will this reopen it Dorothy Perkins? Something like that. Will this be open as a joint? But no, because what they won't have these uh, stores. They'll have online, whatever. That was always going to happen. That was always talked about for years. These spaces are here, though. Now, not necessarily just this one, but all over the country, there will be open, uh, empty spaces. An ideal opportunity. We've talked about maybe having a store if this opens physically. Having a store, doorway, fundraising, do 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 do. Practical, could be skills based. We've got sewing machines over there, learning to repair stuff, learning to yep. make whatever. All sorts. Art projects in situ. But I would, it would be fantastic about having, if we can, if we ever get a chance to open, have a doorway related stall which gives the information and offers that interchange and opportunity. Yeah. What say you? I'd definitely, we're open for all sorts of conversations like that. Yeah, we need to be doing um, as much as we can that practically helps individuals that come to us for help. Perfect. Okay. So ladies and gentlemen, the wonderful Joe, say your last name again, please. Kitchen. Kitchen. I, I, look, it's not difficult at all, but we have a, uh, my wife's friend, my wife is, uh, is Croatian and her friend is called Dorothy. Now you see, this is where I have the, you see, the first name definitely Dorothy is Gaspush, Gas, anything, no one, no one's going to help me, no one. Doesn't matter what her name is, it does to her, I'm sure, she's a wonderful artist, 
and we have just bought lots of her art to sell. Uh, uh, sorry for not knowing your name, Jerry. But That's okay. Okay. It's Kitchen. Kitchen. Joe, Joe Kitchen from Doorway. We'll meet again. This doesn't have to be the last time you're on this thing. Anytime you've got any new stuff or any advice or you want anyone to come on this podcast thing to show to the community or to communicate to the community Brilliant. what you're doing and how you're doing it or if you need help, okay. please take the, take us up on that offer. And obviously we've got a music studio and stuff. There's other stuff we can do along the board Fantastic. about doing music and what have you. You are a wonderful person. I want to talk to you a little bit more off camera about backstage. <laughs> hey, quiet out there. Everyone become everyone got a bed now, yeah. Me and Jamie talk about stuff. Right, thank you very much, and thank you, little flea. Here's a flea. <laughs> can we just do a little? Can we do a, a little? You know, a song. Chili pepper song. Can we just quickly just do it? Just do a chili pepper song. I don't know, do you? They do, of course. They listen to you. you, you I'm, on spot, I'm on the spot, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's aware. His, his dad, I, I was in bands with his dad, I was about to say 25 years ago, probably 35 years ago. Amazing musician. Really? Ashley Webb, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone gets into their bands, I think, if they're lucky. He's on most of the stuff. He plays all the stuff with Nancy. He does that with us when, when she comes over to record. He does it. He's an ace one. Anyway, that's us finished, is it? Thank you both, Rebecca and Thank Louis. Thank you very much.